Life Audio. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. You're listening to Cluck, the podcast where Ted Cluck and Josh Loftus talk about the things that make them happy. Because we can. Let's do it. Ted, what's going on, my man? Man, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I enjoyed last our last up, conversation. Yeah. Last week's yeah. up was great. It was. That was really fun, man. It put me in a really good mood, a good frame of mind. So yeah. thank Pulled you for always coming to the table with with good topics, man. You are the you are the oh. king of podcast producers in that, oh, you know, I think people love the... There's for- that positive reinforcement we were talking about. Yeah, exactly. From an older male, you know, <laughs> older, older male <laughs> positive reinforcement. Dad, Dad, did you hear that, Dad? <laughs> Dad? Dad, Ted said, Ted said I'm cool, Dad. Yeah, yeah. No, you're great at this. You're you're really good at what you do. People are loving the show. They love the structure. They love the format. Yeah. Um, and that's all, that's all you. That's all you're doing. You know what means most to me? Hmm. Both of our wives like the podcast. They really do, don't they? They enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, yeah they do. And I, I have to say, I have a brother. Uh, he's the only, he's the he's the only family member I have other than my wife yeah. that listens to the stuff that I put out. Okay. And he has he called me yesterday and he goes, "Dude, I've been listening to Cluck." Oh. I'm like, "Really? Yeah." He goes, "You and Cluck are slaying it." Oh, that's sweet, man. And I was like, it almost started made me cry. I was like, "Thanks, bro." Dude, I didn't shout know you out listened. your brother. Tell him I said oh, thanks. That's very yeah. Sweet. I will. Yeah. I will. I will. Yeah. No, he's 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 solid. I love him that's a lot. That's super cool. Um. So, but yeah, dude. Yeah. Uh, I enjoy the podcast. I enjoy just talking to a friend about things that I enjoy. Absolutely. You know, like yeah. I think it's good for the soul. It is good for the it, soul. It's enriching. It really is. Yeah. Absolutely. It really is. Well, you know what's not good for the soul, Ted? What's that? Road rage. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. And according to a study from UC Berkeley in 2011, yeah, it found that Mercedes and BMW drivers were nearly five times as likely to cut others off compared to drivers in non-luxury cars. <laughs> Dude, this actually reminds me of something. If we could go down a like a 90 second rabbit Let's trail. Dive, here. Yeah. baby, dive. Yeah. <laughs> I had this friend, dude, and I, I still have, I still consider him a friend, although he lives in Malaysia uh, now. Uh, yeah. We lived, we lived in Lansing, Michigan together when we were both young, Got like you. early 20s. And his name was John Limbright. Shout out, John Limbright, if you're listening. But oh, yeah. We had this, like, <laughs> it went zero to five, and it was the, the a hole, like, rating for, the certain kind of car that you drive. Oh, okay. Yeah, so if yeah, you had like a there. like a Volvo, it was like like a three and a half a hole car. If you had okay. a like a Mercedes or a BMW, it was like a four a hole car. Yeah. Um, and it, it's gratifying, Josh, to see that Cal Berkeley, the the good academics, the good hearted oh, academics at Cal Berkeley, nothing but logical nothing thinkers but, at Berkeley. Yeah, shirt off your back, kind of lunch pail people there at Berkeley. Oh, they want the shirt off your back. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's interesting that they have verified the work that John Limbright and I did all those years ago with our with our car 
you know, rating system. So, uh, is, is there anything fun. more satisfying when you ha- see a stereotype proven right in front of your eyes? <laughs> that is a certain, <laughs> it's a certain kind of thing. And Ted's like, I can't touch that, Josh. To what are you doing to me? To put a point on it, though, <laughs> I think this one is fun because just aesthetically, I would never gravitate toward a BMW or a Mercedes. Like, those are cars no. that I assent to being very nice, but I don't want them myself. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. Like, yeah. like you see somebody driving it and you're like, oh, they're rolling in it. Yeah, yeah. Right? But mm-hmm. if you had if you had the dough, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't I'd buy go either different. of those cars. I wouldn't I, either. I, yeah, I would I'd, too. I'd go something Ted, different. What would you go with? Say, okay, say you make oodles of money, right? And you're like, you know what? I'm gonna drop. I'm gonna drop, you know, eighty to ninety thousand on a car just because I can. I trick it out. Yeah. What do you? What's in your driveway? All right. So ironically, <laughs> given that we just made made fun of uh, Mercedes and BMW drivers for being a certain kind of d bag. <laughs> Oh, here we um, go. Are you getting a Hummer? No, this this car okay. is yet more d bag. I would go with like oh, an eighties no. vintage, like porsche 911 or 944 like just a vintage i love the lines dude i love the little like lines are solid you know the 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 peppy motor i I love the manual transmission like a a a vintage like late model porsche from the 80s that would that's good stuff that would be good for me yeah that's good i I would enjoy it yeah i'm going i'm going i'm going classic like i'm going 19 like and i want it pristine i'm going like 1960s chevy there you go you know, like an old want, throaty rumble American. Like I'm taking car. it. I'm taking it to car shows, and I'm popping the hood. Lots of steel, big are, motor. Yeah, yes. there you go. Yeah, I could yeah, see you in that, man. That would work. That, You'd have like a nylon jacket with a picture of the vehicle, like airbrushed on the back of it. Oh you yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, custom license plate. Yeah, yeah, I, absolutely. Custom absolutely. lofty license plate. I love dude, it. Dude, I, so I had that in high school. I, I know you did, dude. I know you did. That's, I why, I, that's why I bring it up. That's really funny that's to me. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. The high school decisions we make. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Ted. Well, we're going to take a quick break. Yeah. Word from our sponsor. I think I'm going, I don't know, man. I. <sighs> Jiffy Lube again. Like some, something to do with tires. That's, yeah, you're that's going what I'm related. saying for this guy. I like it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I'm going to go car, car wash. Car wash chain. Ooh, I like yeah. that. Okay, there we go. There we go. Brown Bear. All right, Brown Bear car wash, right? Love it. Uh, we're going to take a quick break from our sponsor. Listeners, stick around. We'll be right back. I wanted a career that made an impact, so nursing was a no-brainer. And choosing Bryant and Stratton College was a no-brainer, too. I started core nursing classes my first semester with no prereqs required, and their courses fit my schedule. Plus, the students of the ADN program had a 100% NCLEX pass rate in the first quarter of 2022. The nursing programs at Bryant and Stratton College have full approval by the Virginia Board of Nursing. Classes are enrolling now. Visit bryantstratton.edu. Certified by CHEV to operate in Virginia. The more than one way to win deal. How was the game? We lost, but I scored 15 points. 15? That's called a Mickey D's win. But we lost. But we still going to McDonald's. I love this game. (laughs) There's a deal for every winner at McDonald's. Enjoy one of our 350 bundles like a double cheeseburger, McChicken, or six-piece chicken McNuggets, each paired with small fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. We're back to Cluck with uh, two uh, guys who 
need no introduction. Yeah. But we'll introduce ourselves. It's, it's good to be here. Ted, I'm glad. <laughs> Where are you going with this, baby? You're were, you were, you were a little flustered over there in the studio. Well, I'm trying to read what the topic is for today at the same time that my mouth is moving. Yeah, yeah. And it turns out, guess what? I can't do that. Dude, yeah. As a, as a podcast host myself, those are real problems. That's really, that's, that's a massive, massive. You're the victim. Very difficult. Yeah, right? yeah. Okay, so Ted. <clears throat> Today is going to kind of be a niche topic, but I yeah. think it's fun. Okay. Um, and I want to, I just want to talk about just kind of the essence of this. I'm going to set this up uh, with telling you a little bit about where I live. Okay. Next to me, there's a town called Snohomish. Yeah, yeah. Antique hipster capital. Oh, like, wow. It's just, dude, yeah. like, it, like, you go to Snohomish for antiquing, right? Wow, dude, That's I love antiquing. Yeah, so yeah. you'd love Snohomish. I then, would. Right? Yeah. It's got the coffee shops and the mm. antique. It's got no less, down down the main street strip in Old Town Snohomish, no less than three or f- at least four antique shops. Dude, I'd be there all the time. I yeah. would. Well, there yeah. you go. Well, something else that might draw you here, Ted, and this is what I want to talk about. I want to talk about the culture of, so in Snohomish, mm-hmm. there's this new store opening up, and I kid you not. It's an oil and vinegar tasting room. (laughs) Okay. You know where I'm going with this? Yeah. One, why? (laughs) And two, did you just know there's such a thing as vinegar culture? No. It's it's peak hipster nonsense. You know what I mean? Dude. I think we're, we're getting to a point where, and this is interesting... We've already done hipster nonsense on almost every other thing that you can put in your mouth. Like almost every other experience, we've done hipster nonsense with it, right? So you can get a hipster donut. You can get a hipster like lollipop. You can obviously get hipster (laughs) bourbon, hipster beer, you know, hipster whatever. And you can have a tasting experience and get a flight of whatever. And now we're getting down to sort of you know we've ran out of niche of things to do yeah we've run out of things to like make obnoxious by by like hipsterizing them and we're down to like vinegar and it's it's (laughs) to me it's really funny like i i think this is very funny i what's your over under on how long it lasts yeah Um, and that's that is the exact question i asked my wife yeah right and in any other place, I would say I'm giving them I'm giving them a year. Yeah. Because people are going to try it. Yeah. It's going to be a novel experience. But then nobody on a Thursday night is going to be like, "Hey, you know what we should do? You know what I've got a we taste should, for? Should, some we, vinegar. We, you know, <laughs> gotta go dip some crusty bread in some vinegar. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. So, but in Snohomish, dude, I don't know. Like, all bets are off in Snohomish. That's yeah. the thing about the town, dude. I think the um, ceiling is a year and a half. The floor is six months. Yeah, we've got a yeah. similar thing here, and our our town is like gradations less hipster, obviously. But we've got this thing called crumble cookie, and okay, crumble cookie replaced like cupcakes. Remember how cupcakes were the thing? Yeah, like circa two to three years ago. Now it's like back, like way back when we threw birthday parties. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, dude, yeah. there you go, getting that birthday party messaging in. I'm I mean, nothing but I all, mean it's 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 like subliminal. Subli- <laughs> Subliminal messaging, yeah, yeah. That kind of message, dude. Hashtag never forget, never forget. Like it's a quick, quick flash on the screen, right? (laughs) Dude, but no, we have crumble cookie now, and it's like every day they're changing the flavor. 
So today oh, it might be like okay. bourbon bacon gouda cookies. And, oh. you know, and they <laughs> yeah. have good ones too. They have like normal sure. non-hipster ones. But sure. you go in there any time of the day or night, there's like 94 high school girls in like black t-shirts working at mm. Crumble Cookie. And I don't know how they yeah. make money like paying that many people. But um, Dude, it's the kind I, of thing, so- it'll be gone in a year. You know, exactly, dude. I think the exact same thing. So, okay, so there, there's like anytime we go to a beach town, mm-hmm. right? I look at some of these shops, and they're like, we sell kite strings. Yeah, right. That's all. We, that's all we sell. <laughs> Specialty kite string shops. <laughs> we'll embroider your name in the kite string. You yeah. can't read it. Yeah, it's yeah. too small. Yeah, right. And I ask myself, how do these businesses survive? That's a great question. It's a and very I fair and question. I want to know, right? Because yeah. like I'm looking at this, I'm looking at this store. Yeah, this 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 shop in Snohomish, right? Mm-hmm. Vin oil and vinegar tasting. So you go in there, you get all set up. They give you the little hipster. I haven't done it yet. This is all like what what I'm imagining, right? Yeah. They give you your little hipster plate, and then a bunch of different tastings of vinegar. And basically, like the day is just tasting the different types of vinegar, oil and vinegar that they have to offer. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, when did when did like salad dressing become something that I just wanted to take straight? You know, never for me, but <laughs> it's it's like they take you to Olive Garden yeah. and like press the salad and just pour all the juices into a bowl. Yeah. And like here, dip your dip your free breadstick in this. It's, it's really strange, dude. It's 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 a really weird like hipster proclivity. And I, I don't know. It's almost like you give a certain kind of white person like unlimited time and money and this is the crap they come up with you know what i mean you know i feel like that's what it is yeah right right? and that's that to me is i just but here's the thing and we've got similar dynamics happening in nashville like it's not just you know regional to your place what do you got in nashville i mean all that's like all the same kinds of stuff like okay and it's it's you have so many resources that you can be like too creative by half. Like in Nashville, we have these places where if you're stressed out, you can just go and like take a sledgehammer to like an old washing machine or like throw plates against a wall or whatever. And do, do your hipsters do this? Do they have this? This might be too, it might be too violent for my hipsters are way too dainty. Yeah. Your hipsters are too, they couldn't lift a sledgehammer, but, and they're too pacifistic. Like they are. I don't want to inflict violence even on like a plate, like an inanimate object. You know. That's right. But, That's right. Um, it's dumb, right? Like it's manifestly dumb, but it's the kind of dumb thing you come up with if you've already come up with everything else. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it, yeah, I know it really is. That's that's really interesting to me. That's mm-hmm. that's interesting. So little little pivot, but sort sort of on the same thing. Like it's easy to talk about. It's easy to talk about the the weird stuff around where you live, and I yeah. think it's fun and right to do so, right? Sure. But I got a question for you because you. So let's see, how far are you from Nashville? I forget. Are you like okay, an hour? So I'm I'm two hours west of Nashville, and I'm an hour west. east okay. of Memphis. So okay, all right. Yeah. So you're kind of right in the middle of two big cultural hubs. Yeah, then, West Tennessee, right? two big cultural hubs. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I want to I want to pose the question to you. Yeah. What about where you live do you love? Oh, man. That's a really good question. And I love a lot of things about where I live. And I'm going to go sort of attitudinal on this one in the sense that, like, I just enjoy the no-frills kind of culture of where I live. Like, West Tennesseans Mm. are 
They tend to be pretty practical, pretty down-to-earth people. They're very kind of live and let live. Like, you know, it's it's a small government place. I'm showing my cards here politically. But, like, I mean, it's a very kind of... That government is best which governs least, right? Like, there's not a lot of intrusion. You know, people stay out of your business. But people are friendly, too. Um, I Like we're in a pretty racially diverse community here and the races seem to get along well. Like, um, I don't know. It's just a really, there's a lot to be thankful for in a place that at face value is not very glamorous. You know what I mean? You're not looking at like Jackson, Tennessee going, Oh my gosh, what a sexy place. I got to move there, you know? Right. Um, but it's extremely livable. Uh, we get four seasons, we get some beautiful sunsets, dude. The skies here are beautiful. Oh, man. Um, yeah. And it's just a kind of under-the-radar cool place to live. And okay. we've got just enough insufferable hipsters in our community that we've got, like, two or three really elite, like, hipster restaurants. That's fun. Okay. okay. Um, we, we, I was, I, I was going to ask you about some of the favorite places to go with you and KK. Yeah, so we've got... Um, eh, Let's see. We got a place called the Blacksmith, which is where we go if we want like really hipster, fresh ingredients, interesting menu, um, really really good meals at the Blacksmith. We got a hipster pizza place called Rock and Dough, um, where you're paying like fifty dollars for a pizza, but they're really good. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, we've got the downtown like farmers market. Here's here's a fun like farmers market thing that we have. Yeah. Yeah, everybody I grew up at farmers market. Yeah, everybody yeah. in the area calls it the Amish donut truck, and it's these Whoa. yeah, it's these Amish people that like they make these gigantic glazed donuts that are like as big as your head, nice. and you know you pull up, you give them a couple bucks, you got an Amish donut. Um, we've got an outstanding Cuban food truck in our town, okay. and I know the owners. They go to my church. No and way. Tristan actually worked at this Cuban food truck for a couple of summers. And dude, um, can we do a minute on food trucks? Yeah, dude, let's do it. Because I okay, okay. One before we do that, yeah. I'm, I'm still stuck on the Amish food truck. They're they're not allowed to drive. Yeah, I don't know, dude. I don't, I don't I don't know what the rules are or how they get around it, but they they make a nice donut. That's all I know. They're yeah. they're, they're quote unquote Amish. They do a good right? job yeah. of it. Yeah, they wear the suspenders <laughs> yeah. and they got the beards and the whole thing. Maybe they're just hipsters because like hipsters look pretty <laughs> Amish if you. You, you know, know the line the line is thin. If you're like an eight or a nine on the hipster spectrum, like maybe maybe you become Amish. Amish, like aesthetically, you know. You're doing everything authentically anyway. Yeah, you're like, into leather well. goods, you got a big beard, you know, the you're last thing, suspenders. The last thing to go is electricity. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, dude, I, I gotta ask you, like, what is there a big food truck culture? Where yeah. where you're at, because in the PNW, there is. Yeah. And I love it. I would say it's not big, but it's pretty good. So we have, like, we got the Amish Donut truck. We've got La Cubanitas, which, you know, they're doing, like, Cubanos and Little Rickies mm, and, like, yeah. all the all the great authentic. They're from Miami. Um, oh, and they're, okay. They're of okay. Cuban descent. They're really good friends. Um, yeah. And they do an amazing job with that food. I just adore it. Um, the other thing you get here, food truck culture wise, though, sometimes you just get some kind of run of the mill food trucks where you're getting a like a Gordon food service burger and, and sure, some, sure. you know, some unremarkable fries. And it's kind of what's the point. But see, that to me is one of the saddest things ever, because yeah. like I look at I mean, 
I expect stuff like that when I walk into a restaurant. Yeah. Because it's like, okay, we're going to walk into a restaurant. I don't know if it's going to be good or bad. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. But, but like, there's something mentally that happens to me when I walk up to a food truck. Yeah. That I... I expect, like, the expectation for me is that this is going to be something unique. Yeah. And this is going to be something very, very good. Yeah. Because other, why would you have a food truck if yeah. you're if you're giving me subpar? No, I stuff? feel that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, in this part of the country, you can get some real elite like barbecue food trucks. Oh, um, and that's an experience. That's a really good experience. So it just kind of runs truck to truck. But we do have a little burgeoning food truck culture here. Now, if you go into Memphis. Then you yeah. get mad like food truck culture, and you can get some really interesting like hot chicken. Have you ever yeah. had the like Tennessee hot chicken experience? I've had Nashville hot chicken. Yeah, dude, is that, is that, is that kind of the same? Yeah, yeah, where they yeah. they like infuse it with some heat. Yeah, um, it's good. Now I love the hot chicken experience, dude. I can I can get on the outside of some of those real quick. My my wife will put honey on it. Interesting. I bet that's good. I've never tried. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So she, I mean, she's a big chicken and waffles person. Oh, which, me okay, too, dude. Where are you? Oh, I okay. Love that it. was my question. I, I, I'm for. I'm, I'm okay with chicken and waffles until you put the syrup on. Yeah, it's, it's and a. That to me is weird. It's a weird confluence of flavors. I'll tell you a quick chicken and waffle story. So please, uh, please. I was in Dallas for my other show, doing live shows last year. Yeah, and the promoter took us to that this, other show. Yeah, he took us to like this unspeakably hipster place where it was like half bar, half like breakfast place or whatever. Sure, sure. And I got the most incredible plate of chicken and waffles, like huge waffle, huge like, you know, breaded fried, you know, breast of chicken on top of it. And then like this, this really heavy like gravy and then like a gravy, like a fried egg. Right. So you had like all the all the ingredients. And man, it was such a confluence of like sweet and savory, it was incredible, dude. Um, see, see, now I've never had it with. So okay, this is new to me. Yeah, I've never had chicken and waffles with gravy. Yeah, I've always seen the chicken and waffles done where it's chicken and waffles and then they put syrup on it. Well, and it was a more savory experience with the gravy. It felt more like a lunch, like a meal. You know what I mean? Interesting. Uh, yeah. Okay. So it was. Right. And that was a good way to do the chicken and waffles thing. To, I yeah. might have to try that. Yeah. I might have to try that. Also, completely yeah. off topic, but sure. it just came to my mind because I've said it twice. Yeah. How do you say syrup? Syrup. So my wife says, I say, you know, I'm throwing this to our listeners because I want to prove her. Say it. Syrup. Syrup. That's how I say it. Syrup. Some people say syrup, though. Yeah, that's what she says. And she says that I'm wrong for saying syrup. How do you say milk? Milk. Yeah. So my wife grew up in Michigan. She says milk. Like M-E-L-K. Milk. Yeah. And I got to be honest with you. It drives me crazy. Um, But that's how she (laughs) says it. I gotta be honest with you, it drives me crazy. It does drive me crazy. Well, but see, here's the thing: like, there's no U. People that say syrup, yeah. Where's the U? Like, I'm pronouncing the Y correctly. It's syrup. Well, and people that say uh, milk, where's the E? You know, yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Where's the E? Yeah. So, okay, so Ted, if you could give me mm-hmm. the the top the top three best restaurants in a 20 mile radius from you that if it's a Friday night yeah. this is where KK and I are going top yeah. three go uh well if it's just you and KK going that would be no weird. no I meant yeah. you mean you <laughs> yeah, yeah so you I'm gonna say no places um <laughs> no I'm going I'm following you weirdly yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> I'm going the blacksmith 
okay. which is the aforementioned like hipster steak burger that kind of place. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm going number one, the blacksmith. Number two, I'm gonna go Tulum, which is this like fresh Mexican place that we have here. And the thing about living here is that there's 94 Mexican places. Um, okay. But this one is a okay. little different. Uh, I don't know. The ingredients just feel fresher. I just like the experience. So I'll go Tulum number two. And dude, there used to be this place in our town, this low light, like a whole bunch of choppy, like private rooms, Italian place. And it was called like Bistro 1160, but COVID put it out of business. But if the Bistro ever comes back, the menu was phenomenal. They had no TVs, right? So there was no music, no inane music, maybe just a little like light Sinatra music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like the ultimate date place. And I loved it because I love Italian food. And when we lost the bistro, we lost like our elite Italian food in town. We don't oh, have it. Oh, that anymore. sucks. Yeah, but that would that would be on the list aspirationally. Okay. Maybe it comes back. All right, yeah. I like it. I like it. All right. Well, we're gonna take a quick break here, uh, and then we're gonna hop into the final topic of our episode to round us out. Um, I'm going some restaurant, regional restaurant, just to stick just to stick with the uh, stick yeah. with the motif. I'll go with that too. There we go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, stick with us. We'll be right back. You've known us as The Kitchen Works, Littleton Lumber, and Forrester Molding and Millwork. Now, we're Concord Building and Design Center. New name, same great selection of top quality building supplies, and expert service to support your business. We make the whole process simple and hassle-free. Count on one name, one pledge, and a dependable one-stop shopping experience. You know us, and we know you. Concord Building and Design Center. Pros shop with the pros. Paul Tarka here, Head of Purchasing at Concord Building and Design Center. After 75 years, we've consolidated our divisions under one name to service you better. You'll find everything you need at Concord Building and Design Centers. We're your one-stop shop for all of your lumber, building materials, millwork, kitchens, and more. Count on Concord Building and Design Centers to get the job done right. And hey, like I always say, when experience matters, pros shop with the pros. And we're back to Cluck, and now I'm hungry. Yeah, same, dude. Yeah, I want to get some of that chicken waffles with gravy, because that oh, sounds good. dude, that sounds so good. It does, it does. So, Ted, I got to say, one of the one of the great benefits of your Gould glasses, I've got to say, <laughs> is that it enables me, uh-huh. as we're recording, to see when you have grown tired, bored, and checked out of a topic, Oh, because I can see the reflection of you web surfing in the glasses. <laughs> you can. <laughs> That's so funny, dude. And you've been web searching for the last yeah, doing 10 a little minutes. Clean, cleaning up some emails here, you know. <laughs> That's super funny. I have dude. a final topic that hopefully is going to be a little bit more enjoyable for you. Lay it because on me. here's the thing, ladies and gentlemen. I can't be at a 10 all the time. Dude, no secrets okay? with the gold glasses. You know, no There's secrets. No secrets. Yeah. No, no, don't play poker with those. Yeah, exactly. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> Leave those. I would not take those to the table when you're in Vegas. Oh, I got week. to, though. It's part of the aesthetic. <laughs> <laughs> Ted. I want to know this from you. I think I think I think this will be a good topic to round out the last uh, yeah. ten or so minutes here. I want to know the albums that defined your life. Ooh, life-defining albums. This could be a whole app, but um, I'm gonna go. Let's start in early childhood. Okay, Please. 
Yeah. Uh, early childhood Rocky Three soundtrack. Oh, um, okay. Rocky right. Three, kind of seminal, very important movie for me as a kid. Uh, Mr. T was in it as Clubber Lang. Clubber My Lang. favorite wrestler, Hulk Hogan, was in it as Thunderlips. <laughs> I remember that. Which was a great match. like seven minutes of, of movie watching for young yeah. me. Uh, that movie had everything for me. I got the soundtrack. I had it on vinyl. That was that was big for me. Um, Michael Jackson's Thriller was the first like real pop album that I got as a kid on vinyl, and okay. that was a really okay. good record. Um, getting into high school, Van Halen, mm. and I think it was 1984. It was the one with the little kid angel rip, ripping the ciggy on the cover. Um, yeah, I think yep. that record was called 1984. I don't remember, but um, that one was big for me. Here's an uncool band that I liked a lot in high school and that I still like okay. a lot now. Right. Chicago, it's oh, dad I music, Chicago, but I love oh, yeah. Chicago, dude. Chicago 19, that yep. was an important record for me, and I still listen to it to this day. I love it. I yeah. love Chicago. Well, um, I think you and I have both been very clear of our love of Peter Cetera. It's just feel good dad music, man, and I love it. It, it, it is good. Yeah, is so good. Chicago 19, Van Halen 1984, getting into like late high school, early college, uh, Appetite for Destruction, Guns N' Roses. Yep, um, yep. I knew that was going to be on there. Motley Crue, the one with Dr. Feelgood on it. Yeah. Um, that was pretty big for me. I feel like I'm leaving something out. Um, I'm just going to say, in general, Megadeth... Um, oh, okay, interesting. But the one with Symphony of Destruction on it, Countdown to Extinction, I think was the name of that record. Okay. Um, but really the whole Megadeth library, kind of like late high school, early college, I got really into that. Um, Pearl Jam 10, more for the aesthetic. In the, uh, I'm, I'm more like the idea of Pearl Jam than the reality of listening to the records. But, uh, <laughs> you know, that, that, one, that one was in my life. Yeah. Um, yeah, records that define my life. We're getting close to the end. That's probably about it. What All about right. for you? All right. Yeah, so I, I'm going to do the kind of same thing you did. I'm going to yeah. start early, right? So so I grew up in just just with Christian music, mm-hmm. right? I didn't have the diversity that you had through yeah. high school uh, until, until later in high school, right? Yeah. But early on, I remember... I remember being up in my parents' attic, and I'm probably 12. Yeah. All right, and I'm rummaging through boxes just because that's yeah. what kids do, right? Yeah. And I come across this cassette tape. Ooh. And it's This Means War by Petra. I had that record. Yeah, that was good. That was fun. I put that cassette tape on, and it was unlike anything that I've ever heard in my yeah. life. Yeah. The first Petra song that I heard was, um, I think it was All the King's Horses. Oh, yeah. yeah that, All the King's that Horses. That one ripped, dude. I might listen dude. to that today as a, oh, as a oh, homage I'll, I'll to this to conversation. It. Yeah. Yeah. It was, and that like kind of blew my mind of what music could be. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that really did set me kind of on a journey Mm -hmm. to wanting to be a drummer because I listened to that album and I'm like, I've never heard music like this before. This is absolutely amazing. Right. I'm still a diehard Petra fan now. Like I've I've got like all their, all their albums, all, you know, yeah. It's just, dude, that's awesome. yeah, I, so I, so so Petra was the first one. This means war by Petra. Definitely later in high school, as I explored more Petra, Beyond Belief. Yeah, that, that album just just classic, right? Yeah, and then and then my dad, mm-hmm. and he still denies that he did it to yeah. this day. 
but it was it, it said from dad on the present. Yeah. He got me In God We Trust, oh. the album by Striper. Striper, dude, that's huge. Yeah. They were they played a role in my childhood as well. So, and then so 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 you have to you have to understand I'm listening to these albums primarily as a drummer, yeah. right? So like yeah. I'm listening to them like hearing the beats they're doing like how do they do that? How do they do that, right? So I started with Petra, right? And that that was like peak for me. But yeah. then I got Striper, mm-hmm. which musically uh I mean Robert Sweet is way better of a drummer than Louis Weaver was, but yeah. but so so now I'm listening to Striper and I'm getting yeah. into to hell with the devil. They're they're really Dude. edgy like really edgy angsty album from the 91 against the law. Yeah. Um, where they like left the Christian label and yeah, dude. went the, secular. Those are oh. such fun records. They're dude, fun to against, revisit. Against the Law is absolutely insane. Dude, I'll, I'll um, never forget the liner notes from To Hell with the Devil. Do you remember this? Where like, you know, you're a kid, you buy the CD, you open it up, you get the liner oh, notes. And like, yeah. it's these guys wearing like yellow tights, yep. huge hair, Massive shirtless. Hair. Yep, but one of them's got a little clerical collar on, just to remind yeah. you, like we're here for the Lord, you know. That's right. Like That's we're right. men of That's the cloth, right. despite being nearly naked. You know, yep. you can. You're we're wearing these tights that leave nothing to the imagination, you know. But yeah. Uh, yeah. little clerical no. collar, just reminder. On the back of so I had that experience too. Again, I'm probably 14, right? Yeah, so yeah. like, like hormones are raging. Oh right? yeah. Let's just yeah. Right, be clear. I turned the "In God We Trust" cover over, yeah. and here's Robert Sweet. Yeah. With his big blonde hair, yeah. and then like overalls, but no shirt. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a woman. Oh, dude, I'm you not had a gonna moment. lie. Yeah, dude, I was like, what? Yeah. Oh, it's a dude. <laughs> you had a little like George Costanza moment there, man. Where- <laughs> yeah. You questioned yes. it, dude, for just a second. What if I like? What if I like it? <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, and then and then uh, another album for me, and I remember this. My uncle, mm-hmm. my so it'd be my dad's brother. He's not a believer, mm-hmm. right? And this was much to my dad's my dad's chagrin. Mm-hmm. My uncle gave me two albums uh-huh. for my 18th birthday. Okay. Why it had a YYZ yeah. by Rush, yeah, and then Images and Words Dream Theater, dude. I was gonna add Images and Words to my list. I took a trip to New York City Ugh. my junior year of high school, and the only reason I went it was a science club trip, and I hate science, but there was a girl that I like going on the trip, so I like finagled the way to go. Yeah. and so uh, so guess what? I love science. I love science. I'm so into it. This is so great. Um, but my my like bus trip listen on that trip was images and words. I probably listened to it a hundred times on that trip. Love so it. again, I'm 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 taking these in as a drummer, right? Yeah, right. So I go from Striper and Petra to Mike Portnoy of, of Dream yeah. Theater. That to me, that was a transcendent experience. What a great record, and, man! That and still I went holds on up. a mit. Oh, it still holds up. I think it's their best record. Yeah, I really do. I went on a mission. To understand and to be able to play the songs on that record. Love it. Right? Oh, dude. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. And then, yeah, I think images and words, like I think about it, I think that, like I haven't had an album that I think has affected me or kind of defined a period in my life since Mm. then. Mm. You know? And and I think think that probably makes sense. I think you get probably most of those experiences when you're younger, wouldn't you say? I think so. Yeah, that's when like... Uh, it's when you have time, right? So you have time to yeah. explore music when you're young and, and time that I don't have now. Like I, I have no interest in new music now. None. 
Like, mm-hmm. cause I don't have the margin, dude. I'm, I'm, I'm busy. Sure. I'm, you know, whatever. But, uh, and I like the old stuff because I think it's a reminder of a simpler time of life, you know, when you were feeling yeah. things deeply and yeah. having a whole bunch of new experiences and yeah, the music was more sort of communal back then. There wasn't like the headphones mm-hmm. culture that there is now. So like yeah. if you were playing high school football in the nineties, you were having guys like play records for you in the weight room, you know, or in the right. locker room or whatever. Right. Like I discovered Megadeth. Well, I discovered Megadeth because of my cousin, but like I really got into it because of some guys at, on my team who were playing it in the locker room and sure, Metallica, sure, yeah, the yeah. black album, same thing, oh, yeah, solid, you know, classic. Yeah. So yeah, those things come into your life in a more kind of communal way back then. And yeah. uh, dude, Dr. Dre's The Chronic, that was oh, an yeah. important record for me that I discovered my freshman year of college because of some guys that I played football with, like listening to it in the dorm. There you go. Um, you know, it was really the first time that I was around black guys a lot and, um, you know, getting to like enjoy their music with them was, was super fun. And that, that record just rips dude from top to bottom. Yeah. So that was a fun one. Um, yeah. So I, I think, I think it's normal to like gravitate toward the music of your youth for sure. Yeah. Question for you. Yeah. Go. Are you still listening to the Cluck soundtrack? Yeah, I am, dude. Yeah, I am. I'm enjoying it. It's, it's a uh, solid song. It's really fun. Yeah, it hits a lot of. Well, I'll say this: it hits a lot of different emotional notes. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you've got some more like, you've got some dad stuff on there with Chicago, some love songs. You've got some like, run through a brick wall kind of bangers like Doctor Feelgood and Kickstart My Heart and songs like right. that. And right. um, yeah, it hits a lot of bases for you emotionally. I enjoy that. Legit. Yeah. Legit. All right, Ted. Well, we are going to wrap this ep up. Um, three different topics today. Today was I a topic it. heavy. Topic it was heavy big. Up. Yeah, yeah. It, it was. was. Big. It was. So I want to do a quick cluck or suck with you here, Ted. Um, and this is this is a polarizing one. Yeah. Cluck or suck. Matinee movies. Oh, man. Matinee movies. I'm going to say cluck. I, okay. I, I think it's fun. And... Okay. To me, a matinee movie, it always coincides with like broader decadence. You know what I mean? Sure, like if I'm going sure. to a matinee, it means I'm blowing the whole day off. It means I'm on vacation. Yeah. I'm probably with KK. Yeah. Like a fun time is being had in general. Like we're probably going to yep. see the 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 new Downton Abbey movie in Vegas. And we'll probably oh, go in the daytime. Yeah, Downton Abbey. That's right. Feels like That's a right. daytime movie to me. Feels like a matinee yeah, um, yeah. I, I I think they cluck. What about you? Yeah, no, no, no. I I enjoy the movie experience. Um, mm-hmm. and if I'm going with somebody, I don't care when it is. Yeah, uh, same. and there's something kind of nice about going to a movie, coming out. It's still daytime, and you're like, hey, we can still go do stuff. Yeah, we can grab dinner. You know? We got some day left. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I like that a lot. <laughs> yeah. Question for you: Have you ever done a movie by yourself? And if so, where are you on that experience? Because I did once. Yeah. And I've never had a more depressing experience in my life. Okay, so that's interesting you say that. I have never done it because I fear how depressing it would feel. It was horrible. But I know people I, who swear by it. I didn't finish the movie. I was yeah. so sad. Yeah, no, I know. Uh, Be- because the movie feels... It's a communal Communal. Just like, it, yeah, just it's like a music. shared experience. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And it's like it's like eating at a really fancy restaurant by yourself. Dude, I don't even watch movies at my house by myself. That feels sad to me. Like, sure. I always think I'm going to enjoy it. So, like, every once in a while, KK will have, like, 
oh, I'm doing a girl's night or whatever, and I'll have the house to myself, yeah. and I'll think, oh, this is going to be super cool. Uh, yeah, I'm going to watch one of my movies. Yeah, I'll throw in a yeah. Tarantino movie, and then I throw it in, and I'm like, ah, I'm bored. You know, I'm bored yeah, because exactly. there's not another person in the room to share it with. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And 100%. Yeah, movies and music, man, they're they're much better shared with people. They're meant to be like together activities. For yeah, sure. yeah. Because yeah. then you can talk about it afterward, right? Like, yeah. like who are you going to like talk about? You're not going to talk to yourself. Well, you might. Yeah. Maybe you talk to yourself about it, right? But yeah. No, no. So, all right. Matinees, they, they cluck. Yep. Yeah. As long as you're with someone else. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to let you go. I've got to get to work. Ted's got to go pack for Vegas pack because for Vegas. that's 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 this week. All really my gold well, chains, yeah. sunglasses, Ex- <laughs> shirts that I'll leave unbuttoned, you know. Yeah, 100%, dude. <laughs> I need I need pics from Vegas, baby. Oh, we'll we'll get you some Vegas pics, of course, yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I need I Absolutely. need to see it. I need to see Absolutely. it. And then we'll definitely be doing an app on the Vegas recap. Yeah, we'll we'll recap it. it. We'll throw some love to uh the Venetian that they're hooking me up with a little media rate, so no um, way! Yeah, dude. Okay, we got to talk about how. Uh, got to talk about how. How one. We, yeah. How one. You know. Yeah, comes by yeah. that sort of perk. You know. Yeah, yeah, you know. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right, man. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. Uh, you can find us on all the socials. You know where to go if you want to listen to that Cluck soundtrack. It's it's a banger. It's yeah, a great it soundtrack. It's a Spotify, Spotify or Apple links in the description of this episode. We thank you all for listening. We'll catch you on the next episode of Cluck. Hey guys, it's Josh. I just want to take a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on the Cluck Podcast. If you head on over to lifeaudio.com, you'll find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and more. Head on over to lifeaudio.com to check out more podcasts. Thanks for listening. Sports are easy to disagree on. Let's see what happens when sports talk hosts talk about something they agree on. Hold on. I'm saying drivers who switch and save with Progressive could save hundreds. Well, I disagree. I think drivers who switch and save with Progressive could save hundreds. Come on. Wait, I think we're saying the same thing. Oh, so uh, what do we do now? Everyone agrees that drivers who switch and save with Progressive could save hundreds. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings by new customer surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2020 and May 2021. Potential savings will vary.